his apartment. I plot my rock on the bed with Grandma's foil comforter and some books I never read. Gonna climb that corporate ladder because I don't need a man. Bunny hunt's coming over. She has too much time on her hands. We'll light a hundred candles. Wait for a guy to call. Hey, can I offer you a snack? There's some paint chips on the wall. It's the 90s. I can afford this giant home. An assistant salary. I can pay for it alone. I open up my French door, step on the balcony, show off my pixie haircut, cause I live in the 90s. Today's movie on the podcast is the 1997 romantic comedy. Fools Rush In, starring Matthew McConaughey and Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek is Mexican and comes from a very strong Mexican family. And then Matthew McConaughey, or Matthew McConaughey. See, my dream is for Matthew McConaughey to replace Matthew Perry in this movie. So that's that's like a 40 and slow. I'm talking with Fools Rush In today with Danny Fernandez, who is a very popular writer and actress. And also someone who is able to text people telepathically or get people to text her telepathically. She is a magical person. We mostly talk about how perfect Sama Hayek is and how much of a genius she is in every single way. And then, you know, we naturally delve into psychics and signs. We have some really great conversations about everything from the movie to magic and signs and careers and take a listen. I have the capability to ping people. Also, by the way, I just want to tell everyone that I have a sore throat, so my voice sounds not like my typical voice, but I kind of dig it a little bit that I sound like I a was smoker. just going to say, <laughs> I was just going to say you have like a sexy raspy voice now. Yeah, I do. Yeah. My voice actually, because I've been doing so much like via like voice work during this time it's actually dropped super low and so I had to audition to be a a 16 year old like dragon for something (laughs) and I like I was like there's my voice was so low because I was like working the day before like I was on set and so then like anytime I'm using my voice a lot it drops in my register like it drops several octaves or whatever and I was just laughing with my VO coach when I was trying to do it because I was like I I sound like yeah, maybe like a 16-year-old that's had like two kids. <laughs> okay, so yes, I have the ability to ping people. I actually think like if you practice it enough, you can get really good at it. But essentially, if I'm thinking about someone enough, I can get them to text me. And it's wild because oh now there's like, you can go on YouTube and there's videos that'll be like, get get a text from your ex or get somebody to text you. But I genuinely believe that you can put out that energy and it'll ping them. What they do with it, though, is up to them. Like, so I definitely know that people that I've been talking to or thinking about, I will, con- if I concentrate enough on them or if I'm meditating and I send them like love or energy, sometimes by the end of that day, I'll get a text from them and it'll just be like, hey, thinking of you, wanted to like check in. I'm like, haha, it worked. <laughs> But others of them, I know they get it and they're refusing to text me, which I think is so funny. Like I know that I've like infiltrated their head because I could just feel it so strong. Like I can feel their energy so strong. So. I love that like people can ghost on ping on like. A <laughs> on energy. 
That's so funny. I never thought of that. That's left on red. You're left on red. Yeah, I was left on red. Uh huh. Yeah. (laughs) There's different ways to do it. Like a lot of people will talk about sex magic, which sounds like scary to people, but really it's more just like you have such a tremendous amount of energy when you orgasm. Like that's like an insane amount of energy, right? And like pleasure and euphoria. So you can use that to ping people. People use it to get like, if you're like trying to manifest a certain job, couples, I've heard, I've never gotten to do it with someone, but like I've heard (laughs) couples will, if they're like, if one of them's up for a promotion, they'll like put that into the ether of like what that's what they're trying to manifest during this romp that they have together. (laughs) And so orgasms, it's wild. Like I've heard from men using it too. Like, you know, like, Oh, you know, my wife and I were trying to manifest this job for me. So like, I guess when they came, they, you know, were thinking of it. It's just such an intense bullet of energy that so that's one of one. I don't do that all the time. But if I really like someone and we're like starting to talk and I'm like, I don't want to text them. They should text me. I'll like do that. And oh then God, I'll get a text that. from them by the end of the day. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. I know. I was going to say, what's the turnaround time on that? Typically end of day. Honestly, not kidding, Ashley. I've done it where I've finished and they texted me. Like I, I picked up my phone and they had a text from them. And oh I think it's so funny. Yeah. I'm like thinking of who I even want to message me. I'm like, do I, I don't think I want anyone I've ever dated to message me again. <laughs> but I can bring this back to Fool's Russian because her family and her believe in signs. They're very spiritual. And that's how my, my family is literally like that. People will ask me, what's your favorite movie? And like, it's not even my favorite rom-com. It's just my favorite film. I think because. Oh, it I, is? Yeah. Yeah. I think. It's such a comfort. I could watch it at any time. To me, your favorite movie is like one that you could, if you're sad, if you're happy, if you're like, you could just watch it again. It doesn't matter if you're like cleaning and it comes on, you would stop. Like you could just watch it at any time under any circumstance um, repeatedly. And I've seen it so many times. Um, I'm always trying to get my friends if we're doing a movie night and no one can pick. I'm always like, what about Fool's Russian? Who said that? Um, So I was introduced to this movie when I was little. Um, My parents, I don't know if it was on HBO or Showtime or whatever. I just remember it would come on one of the movie channels. And we were living with my aunt um, at the time. And uh, it was like all of us in her house. And we would watch this movie. My family loved this movie so much because it reminded them of us. Like like I was saying, they're so Catholic. My family is so Catholic yeah. um, and Mexican Catholic. And that's what Selma Hayek and her family in this are. And the scene with her mom doing the candles, I feel like. I wrote that down. That yeah. was my favorite scene. Yeah. Yeah. That is so. And her talking about signs. Like my family mm-hmm. is just so steeped. In that. And so it's actually very interesting because this movie has kind of like shifted in discourse where now I see a lot of people saying that like it's very stereotypical, has stereotypical Mm -hmm. uh, portrayals of Latino people. And I'm like, is it a stereotype if this is how we are? (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) I don't. Yes. And I guess we're using like, yes. And also this is like the reality. And um I was married to a white guy um, when I'm divorced now, but I got married when I was younger and like they, 
you know, I wasn't pregnant, but like that, it reminds me of this. It was like, she kind of like stumbled into this thing with this guy. She got knocked up. They didn't know each other. Like they got married when they were too young. They, you know, did divorce technically in the thing. And so I just felt very, like I related to it a lot. Um, and it's just very funny. It's very sweet and funny. The The writing is great. I actually think the writing is, is really phenomenal in this. I feel like it is very sweet. Like I watched, I actually watched part of this the first half, like a month or so ago. And then I finished, I watched the second half last night. Mm. Cause I, 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 when I first, the first half, when I watched the first half, I was like, I don't know. I think something, I think what you were talking about, like there were some things like there was one part where Matthew Perry's or his very waspy parents come yeah. to visit. Yeah. And they think he's the maid. They also don't know what a chihuahua is. They're like, what is that, a squirrel? <laughs> just like, oh yeah. my God. I was like, okay, I'm going to stop this movie for a minute. But when I finished it, I was like, this is actually really sweet. Like, this is kind of endearing and adorable. It's a very, like, classic, like, romantic mm-hmm. movie. Like, a very simple kind of classic. And I actually looked it up. The story... The story by credit is a woman who was born in 1929. Wow. So, what? Uh, yeah, I know. Wow. And sometimes that happens with some of these movies. I'm like, this feels like a little bit like old school. Like, cause they get married, they like have a one night stand, then they, she's pregnant, and then they get married. And so sometimes I just look it up and see who wrote it and like who, who the story by and it was yeah it was this it was written by someone like later on but yeah the original story I guess was wild yeah I heard that it was written I mean I might be wrong I should look this up but I always thought it was written by a guy who had this was his experience like he ended oh, up really? falling for a Latina who yeah but maybe I'm wrong somebody told me that once but I could be completely wrong um that would be really cute if that was the case but but i the stuff you're talking about with your fam this kind of reminded me of my big frat greek wedding a little bit like the cultural part right um and because like that movie they i mean that's such a huge stereotype of greek people but when i watch it i'm like well (laughs) it's not i mean it's not spot on to like my greek family but it's not exactly you know that far off either the thing that i love about because you mentioned his waspy parents like i actually do love that they show racism in this like i'm Mm -hmm. actually very thankful for that i think i like the fact that his parents also got their comeuppance like they show them being burnt like they say something really racist to her family and then the next scene you see they're like burnt to a crisp (laughs) from being outside i know and so i feel like like they weren't just like they weren't just like racist and awful and got away with it. Like they something happened to them, right? And then her family, on the other hand, her mom is so sweet and was like very protected. And um, same with her dad. So I feel like whoever did, made this point. did it with care. You know, um, it felt authentic to me. It didn't feel like super stereotypical and. Honestly, the white people who were shitty kind of like they didn't win. The the woman, yeah. um, Kathy, I think the white yes, woman who Kathy. 
who tries to steal him away. She didn't win. Like this sexy brown Latina who like, you know, she's like, oh my God, I can't believe he's with you. Um, and he's choosing you. He chose Selma over this blonde, skinny white lady. So I was just yeah. like, I felt like maybe those are all reasons why I enjoy it. And I think that, look, racism would happen to her and her family. And so I'm glad that they showed the truth of that happening while also like not having those people win, I guess. Yeah, that's a really good point because they, I mean, the his parents and that whole very waspy stereotype is made fun of. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yes. They are, they are a joke. Yeah. I never, I didn't think of that. They are, they're like punished from that. And they don't, that's so true. They don't win at all. Yeah. And Kathy, Kathy does not win. Kathy is the worst. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like Like, everyone knows that girl. It's so funny. Like that everyone knows that girl. And you would think, oh, that's the girl who gets everything she wants. She always wins, you know? And I think probably as Selma was, I mean, honestly, as Selma was coming up as an actress, that was her competition, right? Is a lot of girls that are just like that. I think often of like how many Mexican-American actresses have we had this film came out in 97 or whatever. And like, even then we, ha- we don't have our Latina like representation is no. so minuscule. And so when you think about it, um, these are, everyone knows that girl, you know, and everyone, even I would say even other white women are like aware of like, Oh, that's the cheerleader stereotype. She always gets the guy. She, you know, her parents pay for all of her stuff. Like, and so yeah. I think it was really nice that this poor, artistic, you know, gorgeous um, Latino woman is able to like have the life that she wants. She gets to make the house. She is in the house and she makes it her own. Like she paints it. She's like, you know, it's, she's very, one of my favorite things is like, I think Sel- people see, see Selma as just like a sex icon. Like, oh, she's so hot. And, um, but she, her f- character was fully fleshed out in this like she was working as a caesar's you know girl at this casino but she wanted to be an artist and she took amazing artistic um portraits in the desert and she visited her abuela who you know she has this really intimate conversation with her about love where she said like you know i left him because i i knew he would leave me first and i couldn't handle that you know and it i don't know like i just feel there's so many elements of our culture and her character is not just like, oh, she's hot. You know, they definitely say like, oh, the one right. with the body, you know, when they're talking about right. her. But she puts him in his place, one of my favorite things. She can go toe-to-toe with him. Selma Hayek can go yeah. toe-to-toe comedically with Matthew Perry, who in 97, this was at the heyday of Friends. So, you know, he's getting paid like millions of dollars and was seen as this like comedic genius or whatever in the cast. And she's equally there with him. So, um, I think no, it's so true. Yeah. She was such a, she was very underutilized as a comic actress, like watch rewatching this. And she was also in another rom-com with Russell Crowe, which was a really small film. I don't Mm. know if you ever, it was, I mean, I don't know if where you could even find it right now, but yeah, she's just really, she did go toe to toe with him for sure. Like this movie could have just been about her, like for sure. <laughs> and not even like yeah, could have, like not even been it. 
Yeah, that'd be fascinating. Um, yeah. But I do, I mean, I imagine, I do like seeing her win. So she gets to have this beautiful wedding, you know, in the end, she, um, yeah. both of the parents are there, even with the Grey's papaya, which by the way, I think, honestly, maybe it was after, it was either before or after this, my parents moved us to New York for like a year for my dad's work. And so it was wild getting to see everything from the movie, like in person, Grey's papaya yeah. hot dogs. But there's a scene where her, she says, my new mother-in-law sent these to me today. So it was like, okay, good. Like, I'm glad yeah. that she doesn't have to deal with, I'm sure she still deals with stuff with this family, but I'm glad that they're like open to accepting her um, enough to like help her when she asked them for this favor. And that's one of my favorite scenes is them sitting in the Grand Canyon, like overlooking the canyon and her you know, pulling out these hot dogs that she had express ordered for him because she knew that it would mean something to him. It was just very, it was just like such sweet rom-com elements that I No, loved. I know. I actually, I know that scene. I was like, oh my God, that is so nice. That is so thoughtful. I'm like, has anyone ever done that for me? Something like that. Like, <laughs> I don't think so, actually. And then I also really wanted one of those hot dogs. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Uh, I know that was a very sweet scene and also I think she's like that was like his birthday right like that yes. scene yeah yeah it was like his birthday present yeah it's kind of interesting because she's like she almost has more masculine attributes like her character mm. in some ways like she's I feel like she's sort of like the leader and like steering things and you know like it's really about her and she does win in the end like he is like I'm going to move to Vegas. Right. So I never, I didn't think about that until now that she like really, she's, cause in a lot of these rom-coms, it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's always a lot of times there's a stereotype of this woman who's like looking for love, you know, mm. and like looking for that life or to get yes. married. And it's like, it's about like Kathy, you know what I mean? That would be like yeah. maybe the lead or like Kathy's sister who like doesn't think she'll ever find love or, you know? Yeah. And so it's just nice that she's really not looking for love and she's an artist and it just sort of happened and she's kind of going with it. It's very like romantic. Yeah. And, and she tells she's him sort of the leader. Yeah. She tells him up front, like, I don't need you. Um, that yeah. was their first, their second interaction. Actually, once she comes and tells him that she's pregnant, she was like, I just thought you should know. And yeah. I don't need your money. I don't need your help. Right. He's the one who's looking for something. He's like missing something and he tracks her down. And that's why he says like, you know, before I couldn't decide if I wanted like the tuna melt or whatever, but my life made sense. And now I know exactly what I want, which is her. And my life doesn't make sense at all. And that's the scene where they're on the bridge and he's like, don't jump. And she's like, I'm not I'm not going to jump, but if you get close, I'm going to throw you over stupid. You know, like she's very much like, I don't, fuck, I don't need you. I already said, I don't need you. She repeats that multiple times. And yeah. So the only, I guess the only thing that I would say as I'm looking back at that is like this very vanilla guy has access to this, what they would say in the nineties as this exotic woman who's like spicing up his life 
And I think maybe if there are, you know, this is exciting for him. This is different. This is different than Kathy, you know, like there's (laughs) his life has just been so meaningless. And now all of a sudden it like, that's what he says. Like it suddenly means something now to him. And so that's the only thing that I would say is a little, um, like controversial, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of this stereotype a little bit. Of, yeah. Like this yeah. woman is going to solve all my problems because my life was so boring and now she's so spicy and and now she's in it. But, you know, I think she- Yeah, and she's like serving my purpose. She's there yeah. for my life. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I think luckily Selma is so strong of an actress and like this character is so strong. I know this character. She also grew up with all brothers. She has like five brothers and so, and I grew up with brothers and I just feel like, yeah, this is, she doesn't need him. She's going to put him in his place, but also she fell in love with him and it happens. And so yeah, I love, she talks back to all of the men in her life. She talks back to her ex-fiance, who's like a cop. She talks back to her dad, which I did a lot, which is so not, happens all <laughs> the time, but like not accepted. And my dad is super machismo. And um, she talks back to her dad and goes behind his back. And like, those are all things I did and have done. So. um, Yeah, she's very rebellious. Yeah. Yeah, she's very rebellious against the men around her, including him. Yeah. Like this choice, him as a choice is rebellious. Yes. To her family. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Was that, well, when you married that guy, so he was a white guy. Mm -hmm. So was that like, was that frowned upon in your family no I mean no I would say um no I always thought our pictures were funny because it looked like my pictures with his family because they're all blonde and blue-eyed and um but no I don't I think it was more just like a cultural difference uh and we also just got married when we were too young but it was crazy because we were talking about energy and now I just feel so drawn to other Latinos like I just feel my family like my ancestors were like okay you did that and now (laughs) because everyone that I've dated the past like two years has been black or brown and I just feel like they're like okay um this is who you like should settle down with so yeah like you got that out of your system (laughs) I'm gonna like date Chris Evans everyone's gonna be like oh really oh really Danny really um I thought your ancestors said you were done right right I could see you with Chris Evans though to be honest I mean I could see that hilarious um no I just mean like I I feel very particularly Mexican people like specifically because my family's Mexican like I just feel very called to them like I honestly I'm gonna tweet this but it was like a there like in an interview they always ask you like what's your biggest weakness I want to be like Mexican men like they're my and it's funny because a girlfriend of mine who's also Mexican like she says that all the time too and I'm like why because a portion of them I'm not gonna put them all together because but a portion of them can be super masculine and just very and like my girlfriends and I will talk about it um I think because one of them was reviewing Selena the series and you know her dad her dad reminds me so much of my dad and um I'm like why are we drawn to guys that are like this um 
And so, yeah, I just feel very, they're definitely a, um, but also Selma, I tweet about Selma all the time. Like I very um, infamously tweeted about um, that she, you know, I, I would ruin my life for her. And she, <laughs> she, I didn't tag her cause that's weird, but she found it and she was like, thank you, Danny. And she oh my God, screenshot so it funny. and tagged me on Instagram. And um, so, yeah, so, so funny. definitely feel, she is, yeah, she is like a, she to me is also like a nineties queen. Like she was in so many different types of movies yeah like she was in that she was in Desperado and she was in that Quentin Tarantino movie right um with George Clooney I can't remember the name of it but then she was also in that movie yes and then she was in Four Rooms and like I feel like she was able to go from playing those kind of roles but then she was able to go to like playing a rom-com or like a whore she was in The Faculty which is like a horror movie like she was able to shift a lot and then she made Frida. Like, I feel like she had oh, a plan Frida, yeah. that whole time. Yeah. Yeah. To make that. Yeah. Frida and is like, such, it's yeah. so fascinating because Frida is a very sex positive person who is not sexy. Like I think she's seen yeah. as not sexy. I think her art is, is uncomfortable. Um, and I have like a portrait of her in my, a canvas of her in my place. But I think, I mean, one of my favorite things about Frida is that she's, queer and she would literally steal Diego's lovers and take them as her own lovers uh which I was like I would do that if I found out my husband was cheating on me I would also like steal his mistresses away from him uh because I I can assure you I'm a better lover and uh (laughs) hotter than him which is true on both accounts so I think I love the fact that she chose that you know and took that on with such a huge part of of the behind the scenes of that movie as well um, but yeah, cause Frida was also very sexually active. She just was not really considered what would be equated as sexy. I think at the, at the time or even now, to be honest. Yeah. Right. She's not like the stereotype of female sexuality. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's why I feel like it was probably so hard to get that made. I feel like she probably really planned her career in such a way that she could have that leverage. Yeah. I mean, you have to play the game, unfortunately, especially being a woman, a woman of color, like all the things that you're adding to this. Um, And so she was the sex icon. She was the quote unquote exotic, whatever, like, you know, hot um, outsider that you like fantasy temptation, like that type of thing. And unfortunately, if you want to be, in this business, especially back then, you know, you have to play a little bit of the game and, and, um, so that you can use that, like you said, as leverage. And I know people that are doing that now that are like, I'm gonna play nice. And then once I get to the top, like people have no idea, (laughs) you know, I'm kind of, I kind of am a little bit different because of women that have come before me. I'm allowed to, I kind of am like a little bit more of a viper, I would say, like I definitely strike when necessary and yeah so I'm very sex positive but I'm also very anti-sexual harassment and those two things go hand in hand where I feel women should be allowed to be sexual however whatever that means to them without dealing with sexual harassment 
uh, especially yeah. in the workplace or from fans. And so I'm really big on like walking those lines and living between both of those worlds and kind of openly taking on people that have tried to harm me. And I feel like I would not be able to do that without all of the women who kind of had to put up with it even worse than I have. Yeah. And, and privately, yeah. like, cause I imagine at that time, if anything ever did happen, I mean, that was like nineties, there's no social media, you know what I mean? There's no yeah. way to really kind of call someone out in that way. And then if you do, you're like ruining your career at that time. And like probably everyone around you is telling you not to do that. If that does happen to you. I feel like she definitely paved the way for sure and had a very multifaceted because even when I would watch movies and stuff and she was a sexual character I I felt like she was very like she owned it it didn't feel like she was being used yeah yeah and that's what I was saying about her character in this is like yeah they kept saying that she was hot but she was also fully fleshed out and had goals and dreams and a full family that we got to meet. And, um, you know, we saw her complicated, complex, like not knowing what she wants to do of whether she should stay with this guy or stay, you know, with her family. And so it wasn't just like him coming home to this sexy vixen, you know, it was like them dealing with real life problems and her, you know, trying to be a good wife and, and mom. And like, what does that mean? You know, versus her culture. Like that was a whole other thing too, is like culturally the norms that you're supposed to be doing and versus what she wants to do. So she was definitely very, I mean, she literally says that she says, I'm the baby, but I can take care of myself. You know, if anyone messes with me, I can take care of myself. And like, that's, I think the whole trajectory of her character I think his redeeming quality is that he like is willing to travel all the way to um her grandma's place like he takes a plane then a bus then a a truck then a donkey then like you know he's like trying he's you know and then he comes and he's all sweaty and dirty and smelly and awful because he wanted to get her back And so, you know, in rom-coms, people, especially men, they're going to, like, fuck up, you know? Totally. They have to. I feel like he's he redeems himself by that and also his very embarrassing, like, stopping her on at the bridge and it's raining and he's confessing his love. And this is after he thinks the baby is gone. So she was right. essentially saying like, the only thing keeping us together was a baby. And he said, that's not true. He's in love with her. He's willing to like, you know, travel by foot essentially to get her back without the baby. The baby, you know, was the whole thing that brought them back together. It's why she, they had a one night stand. She shows back up and is like, Hey, I just want you to know, you don't need to be in my life. I just, this is the right thing is letting you know that you have, that I'm going to have a a baby, but I don't need you. And so at the end, you know, for him to be like, I want to be with you even without the baby, like you're, that's it for him. Like he just is in love with her. And then to find out, oh, well actually she's still having the baby. 
you know, but at least they know, I guess. Um, yeah, it's not like they're not – he's not with her just because she's pregnant. Because I think yes. that's why she was – partly why she pushed him away. Because she's like, oh, he's just with me because I got pregnant and, like, he felt like he had to be with yeah. me. And, and yeah. she says we're too different, which I agree. It's actually very difficult when you're that different, when you come from that different cultures. Um, yeah. To it's, – it's very difficult. And I think – he's willing to make it work and she obviously wants to make it work. And so, but I think what, like right before he get, got, gets on like the planes and the donkey and stuff, he's in New York and he sees those signs. Yes. Cause the whole movie, she's like, she's very yeah. into signs and she's like, it's a sign we're together. And, and it's very much in her culture. And he's like, just not, you know, wasps are not into signs. <laughs> and I think he like leaves his office. He's going to meet Kathy, I think. And then he leaves his office and he's a priest like turns to him and is like, are you seeing the signs? And then he sees like a photo of the Grand Canyon. Uh-huh. And then he's going to meet Kathy at the, um, the jet helipad. Port. Yeah. And he sees a little girl who is Mexican and her name's Isabel. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, well, I need to go. I need to go to Mexico. So I feel like that little switch of he's actually coming around to her culture too mm. is nice and like yeah. redeeming because she's like almost given up on signs and like magic and love and mm-hmm. um, by that point and yeah he like kind of brings her back to herself in that way a little bit yeah yeah I feel like that's actually very common to kind of have a, a falling out with religion or spirituality especially if you're going through a lot it's just like I just don't like why would you put me through this like I'm just I just don't believe anymore and um so it's funny for him to see that I always get smacked by signs like if I don't listen they'll just like smack me in the face (laughs) oh my god tell me yeah tell me about signs that you've had well tell me have you ever had signs with a relationship like with, um yeah I have really good I have really interest. strong intuition I have really strong intuition also the women in my family are very clairvoyant and I feel like they'll dream about something and then it'll happen uh like they're getting like a warning I had a dream yeah. that my car was broken into and I woke up and my car had gotten broken into in my parking garage it was crazy <gasps> oh my God. it was so surreal it was just like I had this dream. I could like see it. I was there. It was like somebody was taking stuff yeah. out of my car. And then I went down and my car was broken into. And I was like, what? Did I like ask What project? on so many levels? Yeah. You're like, shit, my car's broken into. But also I just predicted that. Yeah. I was like, was I here? Kind of like sleep Danny was like, I don't know. My soul went somewhere. Um, that definitely is. No, happened. I know what you mean. I have my mom's side of the family who's Greek. They have, they have psychic dreams too, like a history of psychic dreams. And my great grandmother read people's coffee grounds. Wow. Um, yeah. And so I have, I have dreams like that too. Like I haven't had a car break in dream, but, um, I've had dreams about people becoming pregnant before they knew. Wow. And very specific too. Like I remember having this dream. This was a long time ago 
I dreamt that my sister called me on the phone and she said that she was pregnant. And then I literally woke up the next day and she called me and she told me she was pregnant. And there was no like warning that she was, she wasn't like trying to get pregnant, but, and then I had another dream that, um, she had a birth, she was, there was some sort of party and one of her kids, they were looking for one of her kids. They couldn't find him. And I was like, okay, I don't know what to do with this. And then like a week later, there was a birthday party for her oldest daughter and her son who was like maybe one or he was still crawling they lost him and he had like wandered down the driveway almost into the road and somebody like grabbed him and found him. Yeah. So I totally believe in that. And I do wonder, I'm like, what is that? Does that mean that time doesn't exist? And I was there, you know, and then saw that. I don't know. It's so, Hmm. it's so fascinating to me. Yeah. And sometimes it can be way too intense. Sometimes the dreams I've had are just so intense. I'm like, okay, you guys need to, whoever's, whatever that is needs to calm down a little bit. Um, you, you had a dream about me. I feel like that you wrote me, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Yes. I had a dream. I had a dream that I was getting, I think I was getting my hair done and I like was looking on my phone and there was an announcement about you. It was like some sort of like variety or like deadline. It was like something like that, like some sort of trades and I was I remember in the dream being like oh that's so great and that's it was just like this little snippet you are not the only person that told me that that month which I thought was cool oh that's so crazy and that's why the I think same month I can't remember if I tweeted or I said like if you've had a dream about me let me know I mean obviously yes. not like my gross fans that are like sexual <laughs> right, shit, no, right like, not that dream so I will often tell people like if if you or someone else is like, hey, you popped up in my dream, then I'll be like, hey, you guys, let me know if I'm popping up in your dream. Um, and if more people are like, oh my God, yes, I had then I'm like, okay, something's happening right now, you know? And so I'm like a big, yeah, person on energy. But as far as like signs, I have one very specific one that happened in that wolves are a part of my, um, when I'm asking for a sign, I normally include them just because I feel very connected to them. And they're a part of my, um, like therapy and trauma treatment. Um, and I love that because wolves are very protective. I feel like. Yeah. 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 I know a lot about wolves now from this process. Oh, interesting. But I was asking for a sign, for love. I was like, I want to believe that like I have love right around the corner, that my love is going to happen, that they exist, that they're like looking for me, that we're going to, you know, that this will happen. Like, and I set that intention and I wanted as a sign, sometimes I ask for signs, like not just, I don't just like, yes, show me a sign, but I'll be like, I want a this and a this. I'm like, I want a wolf and a heart. I want those two okay, things. So you, have to, so you have to get specific yeah. about what you're looking for. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel you could do that. I do feel like if you're like, I look, I'm barely hanging in. I want to believe that a job is around the corner. I want to believe that this thing is going to happen. Please, before I give up, like <clears throat> show me a sign. And if you're not sure what that is, then I would just ask for something specific. Like I need yeah. a blue star like whatever, you know, or whatever your thing is. So mine was a wolf and a heart. And I kept seeing wolves 
the next day I would see like a wolf video or a wolf. And I'm like, that's not it. I asked for a wolf and a heart. So I'm not going to accept <laughs> anything else. Oh my and God, I love it. Then okay. I open up Instagram, this actor that I follow, who's on The Mandalorian, that we follow each other. He posted, he was in a comic book shop and he found an old Tex Avery, the Tex Avery howling wolf that everyone knows. Um, he posted an old comic of this wolf with a heart and it said oh my God. wolf and red. Andy Fernandez. Yeah, no, it didn't say me, but it was a wolf with a huge heart behind him. And I screamed and I like screenshot it. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, wow. Okay. So you heard me, um, you know, cause I was like, nope, I won't accept it. And that, that was within 24 hours. So I'd say by like the oh end God. of the next day, by the end of the next day. And What's wild is when you think about signs, it's like you could have missed it. I could have not clicked on his Instagram post. I could have like been off Instagram that day, you know, like just decided not to. I could have been busy or on set or like not looked at it. And so the fact that it lined up perfectly or he could have bought it and not posted it or it just didn't show up in my algorithm. And so the fact that it did. I actually bought that comic. Like I went on eBay, I looked it up, I bought it and it's framed in my bedroom now. Cause I was oh like, all right. So now the love part, I was like, I thought this would happen sooner, but I see <laughs> that you're trying to give me a sign that it's on its way. Um, but it, it was, was like a sign of like stay, like hang in there. Yeah, for sure. I, okay. and I do think that you do get those. If you ask for them, they will give it. And I think you just have to be okay with the fact that it might not be, they might give you your sign right away, but they might not give you the actual thing. What you want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I've asked for other ones and they haven't shown them to me and I'm so frustrated and unwilling to like give up on them. And I think maybe they're like, they'll show it when it's closer, I guess. But I do know Gabby Bernstein is, um, She's like a big law of attraction person. And she said, if you don't get a sign, that's a sign too. And that I think that's really know, hard that's to hear. That's really yeah. hard. And maybe it's just, I don't know. Like, I think you have to let go of like specifics with goals and people. Like if you're like, I want to be with Eric. Like, I think that that might be difficult, but if you're like, I want to be with someone who is smart, kind, loyal, funny, um, supportive, they're not going to cheat on me. They're not like, if you make that list, you'll probably get a sign for that, but you might not get a sign for Eric, unfortunately. Like you might not get something very specific. Um, yeah. It's sometimes not Eric. Eric is like, sometimes it's like, Eric is not the person you're supposed to be with. No. And that's really hard when you're in love with Eric. Like I could, I know, if anyone's exactly. listening, like that's so difficult. Cause it's like, no, 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 no. I just want the specific person. And, um, I get it. And I'm like, now my healers and psychics, they always say, ask for that or better. So if you are in love with an Eric, uh, you can say, you know, Eric or better because, yeah, and also like, what do you like about Eric? Like, what do you love about Eric? Yeah, Ask for those things that you love. Yeah, and not the things that you don't. You know. Yeah, like I and was like, in love with someone, but feel? they 
were not loyal and they betrayed me and they lied. And it was like, oh my gosh, but this, we could have been great. I was so in, like, th this was my person. And it's like, well, it's not my person yeah. actually. If this person could do this to me, they're not my person. So instead take all the things that I loved about them and like build a bear, like make a new person <laughs> that has all those things, but minus the lying and me like staying up late at night, like sick over who they're talking to, like all of that, you know? So it's so hard when you feel like you've found your person and then they do, when they do something that is betrayal, mm -hmm. I'm just like, how could you do that? You're my person. It's so hard to walk away because you're so, you think that that is your person still, you know what I mean? Like your body and your mind and your spirit have trusted that person yeah. and felt intertwined with them. And then you're kind of thinking like, well, the thing that the bad thing that they did is the anomaly, but it's like, well, no, this is just who they actually are. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. I had to come to terms with that. I was just thinking about an ex of mine and I was like, this is so unfair because whoever dates him next, he's going to be better because I <sighs> chewed him out no. and like taught him and like all this stuff. And it was like, you know what? Actually, whoever dates him next is also going to have to deal with this. And like, I'm so glad I don't have to, like, I just don't want, I'm too exhausted, you know? And it's like, I just, I know. I might see my ex with someone and I'm like, I, I know for a fact that that's not going to work, but like my next person, you know, I hope does. I think that's another thing too, is a lot of people out here, they're, they don't want to settle down. Like they, oh, they I know. they're dating someone with like, okay, this is fun. And then they keep looking, they don't want to settle down because most of them want to keep it open in case there's something better. Like that's our whole town is totally. like, totally. I don't want to be committed to you in case someone better than you comes along. And I'm always looking for someone better. It's like when you're talking to someone at a party and they keep looking around and it's like, Oh, you're trying to see who else is more famous that you could be talking to. Oh my God, I know. And so that's going to be like their trajectory. And eventually maybe like a decade from now, they'll get so bogged down by dating and this world that they'll like finally do the work that I feel I've done earlier on, you know, I've done so yeah. much work earlier. And honestly, when you've done so much therapy and healing work, those people just can't keep up and they fall away. I think even subconsciously, one of my healers was explaining to me like my energy. Cause I'm like, I don't understand. I was like willing to help them get there. I was willing to, you know, they weren't as, they weren't on the same level as me, but I was helping, I was willing to like pull them up to my level. And it was like, no, subconsciously, your energy and their energy, you know, your energies don't align. And so yeah. it'll do whatever it can, even if it's subconsciously to like get that person away from you or my ancestors. I think my ancestors are so fucking protective of me. They're almost too protective of me where they don't let anyone really don't let most people like things work out. I'm even talking about like, me getting to sleep with someone. I feel like that won't even happen. It's oh my crazy. God, I love that. I love that they are like, they block you. They totally um, cock block me. I'll be like, that is 
funny. you know, I'll be like, oh yeah, this person's kind of cool. Like maybe we could like, I- I'm sure they're not looking for anything serious. Maybe we'll like hook up or something. My sister's are like, absolutely not. No, this person is nope. <laughs> you're not going to happen. And I'm like, no, but, and so it's so fascinating because I'll see other people being able to do it and I literally can't do it. They'll, they'll literally like step okay. in. I had, um, I love that you're having like an argument with them and you're just like, I oh, just totally. want to have, can I just have casual sex with this person? I argue like, all with, all the time. I think it's because they know that that's not what I want. I want to settle down. Yeah. Like I said. And so I think they're like, nope, we'll do every, we'll like have their car break down. We'll do this and that. Like they'll, they'll literally like wild things will happen so that I can't <laughs> hook up with someone. And it's so crazy. I think that they're just like, I don't know, but, um, I love that. Oh. I, kind of really, I really like your ancestors. I feel like I like that they're protective. Yeah. I mean, I, I do. <laughs> they, they, they should have, I'm very confused sometimes why they didn't step in with certain people. And I'm like, okay, right. what happened here? You step in with right. like everyone else. But, um, and I don't know if that was like my karma or something like something I needed to learn. I'm always fascinated by like, cause I've been cheated on and I'm like, did I, do this to this person in another life like yeah like especially if it like one cut me real deep it was like so deep I didn't I'm still getting over it and I like didn't know if I could get over it and it was so deep that I was like it almost this is like what you hit things that I call mortal wounds often I'm referring to and it's like mortal wounds are things that change you forever as a person totally and unfortunately and so, you know, obviously like assaults, rape, like things like that, but also our, our mortal wounds, but also like if you were in love with someone, you know, having a family with them, all the stuff, and then you found out that they had a second family, they completely li- like that to me is a mortal wound because it completely changes your view on life and relationships the rest of your life. I'm not saying you can't yeah. move on and find someone else and be healed. I'm just saying you will never see it quite the same ever again. You'll never live in this, like, I don't know if you want to say naive, but you'll never live in that yeah, bubble no, ever changes, again. It, yeah. It changes who you are, how yeah. you interact in the world. Yes. A hundred percent. And so having someone do that to me where I was like, I cannot believe that you lie. Like I, tr- like I, I can't even fathom you lying to, to my face. Like I just, I was in love with you and you like, I, I can't even fathom this. Like we trusted each other and you like, you, you yeah. lied about something that was so serious that I'm like, what else did you lie about? And you, how, how were you able to just lie directly to my face? Like it just, it changes how you, how you perceive everyone else that you come across and everyone else that you date. And, um, yeah, but my, I, what was fascinating is I saw a psychic recently and she was like, there's a woman here. There's a woman in this room. And I was like, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I know who that is. And she was like, she's very, um, she's short. She's like, she's tall and heart. Like she has a lot of heart, but she's like yummy. She's like, she like, you know what that means? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's my abuela. Um, but it was funny. I was like, yeah, she's here. She's, she's short and little <laughs> And, um, she's, you know, passed, passed on, but it was just funny that she was like immediately clocked that everybody clocks her. So I'm like, she's very, she's like a hawk. Um, yeah. She's the one definitely not letting you have sex. (laughs) I'm very fascinated by that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, She's definitely, um, definitely the one. 
I once had a psychic reading. Um, I mean, I've had a number of psychic readings, but I had one years and years ago. And I started the reading and this um, psychic who was very talented was like, well, there's someone here. They're not actually for you. Do you have a friend named Jill? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, yeah. So did her mother pass away? I was like, yeah, like a year ago. And her mom like took over the session for like 20 minutes to talk to Jill. <laughs> Jill was not there, but she like wanted me to give, give her messages. Oh my God. And it was just so, it was so funny. Cause I was like, um, do I have to pay for this part? Like this isn't Hilarious. really for me. It was so funny. And yeah, she just was like, tell her I'm proud of her and tell her this and tell her that. And I was like, okay, I will. Can we get to me now? That's so funny but, because it just means that you were open enough that they, her family probably has been wanting to contact her and, and you were open and not saying that she wasn't, but like you were open enough to, yeah, they were up there like, oh shit, here's our chance. I remember she told me. I was going to be doing something. This was so long ago, but she was like, something with your career, you're going to be really involved and active with women, like other women mm. doing doing things or creating with other women. And this was before I really, this is when I was like working in documentary TV and before I really got into comedy and like was really working with other women and making things with them. And you should, yeah, you were, should like, go really back and listen and see what came true. I'd be I curious know. if you recommend her, I'd be down to like, see her I see I've seen so many like psychics now I feel like I'm just paying it's kind of like what you said we were like I already knew this or I would have already known that's how I feel about both psychics and therapy where I'm just paying them to tell me things I already know so I know it's like for confirmation yeah it's for confirmation confirmation. when you want to like like drop out and I, I yeah. always ask them about my career and love life, which everybody does. It's like, the it's like, why are you here? It's like, what do you think? It's like the two things, my I career know. and my love life. And they all say the same thing. So I'm like so impatient though. They're like, you have a patience problem. I think my last one just told me that. Your last psychic or therapist? My last, <laughs> hilarious. Um, <laughs> actually, my therapist recommended like a psychic. She's like also really? about that life. Yeah, I thought it was so funny. She's definitely into she's she thinks it's why she thinks my energy stuff is wild. And by that I mean like she thinks it's crazy that I'm able to ping people or yeah. um she's just like she's like in awe of it. Cause we'll talk about it. I'm I'll be like, all right, well, I'm gonna try to like, you know, get this person and then like they'll contact me and I'll tell her. And she's like, that's crazy. So she had recommended me to get a reading by this lady. It was really funny. I love that your therapist recommended a psychic. Well, and the person just told me, they all tell me, like, also another thing I think that you can do if you're at your wit's end, and I recommend, sometimes I'll just ask for good news. I'm like, I, because I think that's the thing is like, I don't want to hear bad news. Actually, I've heard, I hear a lot of bad news all the time. So I think you can go and just, I remember once I asked someone like, do you see anything good? Could you tell me anything good? Cause she was just like, she kept telling me like, you know, this, this is going to fall apart. I just want to let, you know, whatever. And it was just like, great, great, great. Do you see anything good though? Like, that's what I would like to know. Is there anything you want to share about your last psychic said to you? No, just that like, I think if it's like, oh, am I going to make it in my career? Am I going to hit these like where I want? And it's like, yes. Like that's just it. It's like, yeah, like all, all I actually saw, (laughs) this is psycho of me. I've seen four psychics this year Four. but I know <laughs> I feel like everybody has I feel like this past year has been psychics are doing really well one of these psychics it was so funny she was like 
she's basically saying that I was really stubborn and like you keep you keep turning down this thing like you like there's I was like, yeah, I'm unwilling to give up my dream. I was like, I'm so unwilling. And it was so funny because I'm like both a writer and an actress and a host and a lot of other things. But the two main things I do are writing and acting. And so they were like, the psychic was saying something. She she was like, you keep fighting the way that your people are trying to like push you. And I was like, that's because I'm unwilling to give up acting. I was like, I'm not going to do it. Like, just tell them I won't do it. I'm not going to do it. And she was like, oh, that no, this is about acting. She was like, oh, oh no, I, she was like, no, you are going to be acting like all next year. And she was like, oh, like she, it was just funny that she was like, oh no, that's not what I was talking about at all. Cause I was like, no, I get it. They want me to write. I have writ. I've, I've, I have written, like I've written for different shows. I've like, I've sold shows. Like I've done it. I've done the writing. I get it. You want me to do that? I get it. I've done it. Tell them I'm not giving up acting. I don't give a shit what they say. <laughs> like I'm not giving it up. And so it was really funny that she was like, Oh no, the the two things that you were debating were both acting things. It's just you I forgot how she worded it. It was like one you think isn't as good, like one you think it isn't as like worthy or whatever, but actually they're saying that this will lead to whatever. So that to me was fascinating that she immediately and they all have said that. So like they've all oh, said the same thing. So I was like, okay. And honestly, I think that that's if I tell this to my friends who aren't, who haven't quite broken in as much, I'm like, honestly, if you wake up every single day and you say like, I'm going to direct a horror film every single day, you wake up, you say that I guarantee you will direct a horror film. I agree. I totally agree. So I I think it's not, I think it's just our souls. Every time I talk to them, they're like, oh no, of course you're going to do this because this is your life's passion. This is what your soul is passionate about. It wants to do this so badly. There's no way it cannot not do it. I feel like we know what our calling is and it's like, we don't always know how it's going to unravel or how it's going to happen. And we just have to sort of like follow what, I mean, it sounds super cheesy, but like follow the joy or follow like what, because I feel that way with projects. Like I feel like there's some projects where I was just like, oh, I'm so excited to do this. This is so much fun. It's going to be so great because I just want to make it, you know? And then I feel like it does lead to something I would have never thought oh, that's going to, this is going to lead to something. Like I didn't make it for that reason. And I feel like there's times when I, if I do that, it's like I get in my own way, you know? And like, there's not like a joy to it when I'm doing it. And not that you, I mean, but also you like, there's a realism to it. Like you have to have some sort of a plan and like I, a goals, you know? But I just think sometimes it's hard to say, well, okay, I have this goal. I have this landing spot. I want this. It may look a little different. You know what I mean? Like at the end of it, it may look a mm-hmm. little bit different. It may be exactly what you want. It might even be bigger and better than what you want. Yes. Um, yeah. That happened but with me like- and someone else that I know where I wanted to write on Conan so bad. That was all that <sighs> I wanted. I wanted to yeah. write on Conan. I remember I got super close where like there obviously doesn't exist anymore, but I remember um, their booking person, she was like, oh my God, my kids watch you and love you. She like brought me in. I remember I was there. I submitted like for something, like I got really close to working on Conan and I didn't, I didn't get to work on Conan. But in that time I became an on-screen personality 
Yeah. And so if I'm not saying anything, cause I have been in writer's rooms, like, you know, since then, but something happened where all of a sudden I was like hosting with E at the Oscars and I sold a show that was my own show. It was like, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure other people in Conan's room have, but I don't know if Danny specifically in Conan's room would have done those things. I think right. she would have been like, I'm a writer for Conan. I don't need to make my own show. I like write for this huge show. I accomplish my dream. I always say this and like, I know that this is a quote, but like, if you knew that everything was going to work out, would you, would you like, you know, ease up, enjoy it more? Would you? And I, I made yeah. that actually a bet with myself when I came here that it was like, I would make it 10 years. When I got here, I was like, okay, listen, you're going to be super poor. You're going to be super fucking poor. But if I were to tell you 10 years from now that you would be like sitting on a couch across from like a late night person, would you still put up with the next 10 years being so horrible? <laughs> and it's really hard because I was like, yeah, of course, if I knew, like, you know, when you're working um, like waitressing job, then you're like, oh, if I knew 10 years from now, yeah, definitely. I, I would like make that bet with the devil or whatever. And then, but then when you're at year five, you're like, no, <laughs> you're like, yeah. no, like you start to lose it. But the thing is, is that I actually made that happen even quicker. Like my career, it didn't take me 10 years to like, quote unquote, make it. I have a feeling for you. Yeah. That like, it's all just going to happen. Like, it's just going to be like, okay, I'm waiting for, like, you have this image of what you want. <laughs> I feel like it's just going to be this, like, almost like a volcano a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I find helpful, I don't know if for people listening, if this is helpful, but I was like venting to my friend about my love life and my career and like all this stuff. It just felt like it was stalled. And he was like, well, those like, that's one problem. He was like, those actually aren't two problems. It's like one problem. You, Cause he was like, you know, once your career stuff is like popping off, then like yeah. you're gonna, everyone's gonna want to be with you. And like, you know, or, or it even opens you up to new people. I think of that all the time. Yeah, I agree. I think that it will. Yeah. As, as you know, and, and there are people like, my, I'm just not this person, but I have friends of mine who like, they're madly in love, but they're really struggling with their careers. Like they're just not booking anything. And I think they look at me and I'm like, okay, but you're madly in love. Like, I, know. I don't know what you want me to do. Like, yes, I'm booking stuff, but also you're, you're, you have true love. Like, I don't know if there's a price tag on that. Like, yeah, I've been a Disney character and done other things, but you're like actually in love. So I feel like that's a flex. I don't know. For me, I think as a woman in this business, I'm just so, it's not that I'm, I'm very open to love, but I'm so unwilling to give up like my boundaries, my respect. It's kind of like bringing this back to fool's rush in. Um, how <laughs> Soma was like, I don't need you. And so you like, you have to bring something to the table. I think of this all the time. I'm like, I'm already paying my own bills. I'm booking my stuff. I'm selling stuff. I'm doing like, you've got to bring something to the table. Cause or else what are you, you're just taking from me. Yeah, totally. So my, I just want to find an equal who I can like, I think I've done so much healing work. And so I would love to be able to like I don't want to heal somebody, but I want to be there for somebody. Yeah. No, I don't want you to – I want you to be with someone who's already – who's doing their own healing. Yeah. Like, well, I feel like we really covered some good stuff here. We'll have to exchange psychics. Definitely.
we crossed from Salma Hayek to psychics. It felt like actually a very natural progression to go from <laughs> Soul's Russian to psychics. I bet she has a psychic. She Oh, she for sure has a psychic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Let me talk about my favorite movie. Nothing's gonna stop me. Gonna work till I am dead. Nothing's gonna stop me. Oh, wait. I fell in love instead.